Welcome to Thaver Sound Swine, the podcast hosted by experts from the swine sector to help you optimize piglet management. Hello, and thank you for joining us. Today's guest is Karina Mikkelsen. Originally from Denmark, Karina has been successfully working with pigs for over 20 years. Karina is a city girl, and her family do not have a history of working on farms. However, she has always loved being around animals and enjoys the country lifestyle. So, when she finished school, she decided to continue her education, specializing in farming. She began her farming training in 1997. She has been working with pure breed sows for 10 years and with production sows for 11 years. She has been leader of a stable for the past 18 years. However, in 2018, she stopped working in the stable because of a bad back and shoulder. Working in the stable is a physically hard job and so many years of hard work have taken their toll on her body. Although she was no longer able to work in the same way at the stable, Karina started out as an advisor, thus enabling her to continue working in the stable's environment that she so loves. In 2020, she started her own company, Hands-On Advisory, where she collaborates with a close-knit team of staff. Karina prefers to be actually out there working rather than talking about work, so we're very lucky to have her here with us today to share some of her expertise. Let's give a warm welcome to Karina Mikkelsen. Karina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Today's podcast deals with the hungry pigs from day one, all through the first week of their life, and again, we're going to have a look at the hungry pigs on day eight. Could you define for us, please, what is a hungry pig? The hungry pig is a pig that is uh, falling behind. It's a pig who has maybe a tit that has not been uh, so good from the beginning. Or if you have too many pigs in the litter, uh, then there will always be some hungry pigs. So, so the hungry pigs is already starting from day two. Day one mm-hmm. is the day you make the selecting. And day two is the day you start to uh, find the hungry pigs. Mm-hmm. And what do you do to find the hungry pigs at day one? Day one, we uh, we make this uh, very good selecting uh, because it's here the pigs are 24 hours old and mm-hmm. when they have uh, enough colostrum milk, then we can make the selecting. <clears throat> and they have to be, uh, in Denmark we say 12 to 18 hours, the best will be over 18 hours, but it's not always that this is uh, impossible to do it because um, there's many pigs in the litters and if the sow has to lay so many hours with so many pigs, then it's not so easy. So we say 12 to 18 hours, they have to stay with their own sow and get the cross to milk. So when we have made the good selecting, then the day after the selecting, we go in and touch all the pigs. Mm-hmm. It means that we touch about this food in the stomach. So we touch them where they have the stomach and where the hips is on the piglets. There you take a small uh, squid, so you, you touch them and you have to do that all of them. Then you have to say to yourself that I have to find three hungry pigs. Three mm-hmm. pigs I have to find. And these three pigs you make a color on. And then this color will stay on and this picture will follow the day after. But it's important that you touch all pigs. So you actually just physically examine them to see which which ones are the weakest, which are the hungriest and which don't have food in their stomachs. Yes, exactly. And so we've talked about how to find the hungry pigs in terms of examining the piglets themselves. 
But is there something that we need to look at with the sow as well? And I think we need to pay attention to with her. Yeah, it's, it's so easy to look at the pigs where if the sow starts to not feel so comfortable. And it can happen the first uh, three days if you are not uh, handle the sow correct with some painkiller or feed her too hard, then she can uh, get sick. Or if you not take the temperature, you have uh, not have time for that and she has a high fever and you have not discovered and then she uh, lose the appetite now. But often you can see if the pigs are sleeping on the sow or if they sleep in the corner, but they sleep in a mountain. They sleep mm-hmm. very close to each other. It's because they start to be hungry and when they start to be hungry, then they're also freezing. Yes, because their body won't have the energy to burn, so their body temperature is dropping, so they huddle closer together. So piglets huddled very closer together are a sign that they might indeed be hungry pigs. Yeah, exactly. And then you have a bad situation. Yeah, so it's very important to to keep an eye on on how they are sleeping and on their body temperature and physically examine them with your fingertips. Yeah. So when you've managed to identify the hungry pigs on day one and day two of their lives, what do you do then? How do you proceed? Uh, day, uh, day two, you make uh, the color on the piglets and on uh, day three, you go in again and touch all the pigs. And if you can feel these three pigs you found yesterday, that one of them start to be more skinny, then you need to take him out. <laughs> because if he has to stay 24 hours more, then he will be really skinny. And if he stay 24 hours more, then normally they get uh, some hungry diarrhea. And then you have a bad situation with the piglets because if they get the diarrhea, then they're weak. They're not ready to uh, to start a new fight in a new litter uh, because they have uh, diarrhea. So uh, you have to catch them the day before you get the diarrhea. So that's why this uh, color system is really important. So you can because you cannot remember which one was you touched yesterday. No, a big litter. Imagine you've got fourteen piglets there, and they all look the yeah. same. And yeah, yeah, it's difficult to remember. Yeah, it and of is. course. With the diarrhea, it must be a really vicious circle because once they start, they're going to go downhill very quickly. So it's being hungry that gives them something that's then going to really drain all their energy and resources, going to dehydrate them. And so it must be a real kind of vicious circle that it's really important to avoid getting into at all costs. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, the reason that you also lose often these pigs is because they're dehydrated. Uh, they don't get any milk from the sow and uh, the water level is too high in the pen. And uh, so it's because they're often dehydrated. Uh, that's why they're also dying. Yes, it, it's not just hunger, it's dehydration, lack of liquids. Yeah, it is. So once you've managed to identify the hungry pigs, when, uh, where do you then move them to? What can you do with them to help improve their situation? Now I collect the hungry pigs uh, when they're two to three days old. And mm-hmm. uh, then I go in to find a newborn sow. A sow just gives birth that we can make selecting on um, and give her these pigs that I collect. Because then I put them back in the system. Uh, I put them to a sow born uh, today, Ella. She started to born yesterday, but today she's finished born. And here I make all this uh, collect the pigs. The pigs is not sick. They just start to be skinny, so they need a new start. And this sow, she will accept the pigs right away. She don't know the smell of her own pigs. Mm-hmm. And these pigs that I have in uh, in the wagon with all this hungry one, they are hungry, so they're so good to stimulate her. So uh, in this case, I put them back. If they get older, then I will never put them back to a newborn sow. It's only because they are 
only a few days old. So it, it's really identifying them and then trying to move them as quickly as possible um, to a new environment where they're going to be able to flourish and get properly fed. Yeah, exactly. And I imagine it sounds like a very, very full-time job. I imagine that you have to go um, or sort of have a constant presence. Um, do you work alone or do you work with a team of uh, people to be able to carry out this kind of close monitoring of the newborns? It's only me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you ever sleep? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. I, I, it's, uh, it, it's true. There's many hours uh, in this work and I have uh, many farmers uh, in Denmark and I can see that um, there's, there's, a, there's missing somebody do this because we have many people that's not educated just going around in the stable. So for me, it's a, it's a big job because I, I go around and train and I come back again after four weeks and come back again after four weeks. So I'm going to give them homeworks like now I'm visit the next four weeks. You're going to train to find the hungry pigs. Mm-hmm. You only do this what I tell you now that you have to make the color, blah, blah, blah. And then we do like that. Then I come back again and see how they was doing for these four weeks. Okay, you was not so good to the hungry one. We have to train a little bit more on the hungry pigs how to do that. And then we take next next step. So that's that's the way I work. So they get small homeworks, not too many things, but few things. So they start up and learn it. Yeah, so it's learning one thing at a time, but learning it really well and properly. So they might only know how to do one bit of the job, but that bit they're really good at. And then when that's dominated, then you can move on to the next thing. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like a great uh, learning strategy. Yeah. And also very privileged to be learning with you. Yeah, it's many hours. And they know they have to do what I'm like I say to them because they know I will come again. So there's no discussion. <laughs> but, you know, because they are very privileged to be learning with you. It's the, the voice of experience and all of the years that you have uh, of experience, however talented and however intuitive and however hardworking. Uh, an experienced young farmer might be nothing can compare to those 20 25 years of professional experience or a whole lifetime of professional experience uh, working with the sows and with the young so uh, they're very privileged to be learning with the master yeah exactly that's true now we've talked about um, how to identify the hungry pigs at day one and day two and then how to move them on day two day three what happens later um what if there are you hungry pigs happen later on? Because obviously in the first couple of days in the, of their lives, you're very, very attentive. But is it a problem that comes back? And what do you do about it if it comes back later on? There will normally be, um, if you have um, 20 sows in a, in a barn, then there will be one collecting teams that you have to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there will fall some, fall some, there will be some pixels falling behind. Yes. Uh, and sometimes it's because if you don't feed the sow correct, uh, she get too less food, so she cannot keep going on to have milk and all fourteen tits. Then there will be some of the tits in the back. It's always in the back that she lose the milk. There will be some some of these tits that um, she lose the milk on. <clears throat> and then there will be one too but it's important that you not take um, all pigs out you know if there's three start to look skinny then we have to only take one because maybe this tree they're fighting for two tits yes. <clears throat> and that's why we have to take the right one out so 
there is not always as skinny, but it can happen. Also, if you have some old sows, fat sows, then there will be some skinny pigs. But it's, it's normal. That seems like a contradiction in terms that a fat sow should give skinny pigs. But of course, if it's not uh, helping milk production, then that's... Um, it's, it's not helping. She has a bad, a bad blood circulation. She's mm-hmm. heavy. She cannot move. She can only stand in the pen. Um, she get easy fever. She eat too much food. Yeah. You know, when you have been to a Christmas dinner, you eat too much food and you also feel sick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a little bit the same with the sow. She has been to a Christmas dinner for too long time. And she's not able to correctly feed her young. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a contradiction in terms, but it's it's very important. Yeah, the correct, the correct way to the sow. Yeah. It's... And could you give us some more tips on how to manage hungry pigs? Anything that we've not covered? Hmm. No. It, the, the most important is in the beginning with this color system. That you go in uh, the lids and say, I have to find three skinny. Uh, and then make a mark on them and then follow them the next three days and day by day. But it's important to make this color system because you cannot remember which one you looked at yesterday. Yes. So so that's that's important because sometimes I come out and people say, ah, I can remember tomorrow night. You cannot remember. You have uh, 200 hours. You cannot remember which one was hungry in pin number 10 or pin number 20. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. 200 hours and goodness, goodness knows how many piglets. Yeah, it's true. And do you have a sense of satisfaction uh, when you take a hungry pig and you manage to make him into a, a regular piglet and he begins to eat properly and put on weight and grow? Is it a feeling of satisfaction that you've given this little animal a better opportunity at life? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. <clears throat> and that's why you also have to take the piglets before he gets sick. Yes. Because if you if you take him, just you're not saying, ah, it's okay, I wait 24 hours more, and then you start on diarrhea, and then you're standing with a piglet, it's so difficult to uh, survive because he has always all the odds against him. Yes. So when uh, when you collect him, when he starts to be skinny and before the diarrhea, often start the hungry diarrhea, then they're growing so fast. And it just see all this uh, happiness to how the pig is sleeping in the corner, and yeah. It's. Uh, I love my job. I love to go there every day. I love to see how people like uh, grow with the work and how they they get this uh, positive uh, believe on themselves, they trust on themselves. Because often when I also come out, it's also that they not believe on themselves and they have tried everything and they cannot find out and yeah, they are sometimes a little bit sad. And then I come with a good energy and I teach them small steps. Now you you have these two homeworks for next time. And then it's going to be a success for them. And just to see them, how they grow with the work, that's the whole worth that uh, I work many hours every day. I don't care about that. Just to see people's face when they start to, aha, it's like that we are doing. And then they get oh, happy. So, yes, yeah. oh, that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I can imagine that you must really love your job, uh, first yeah. of all, because you've dedicated your whole life to it. And secondly, because it is a job that requires so much of your commitment and time and dedication yeah. uh, congratulations for all of the progress that you've made in this sector you're um, a real point of reference and it's been a pleasure to talk to you over the last four podcasts thank you so much for sharing your experience with us and i wish you every every luck in your future ventures 
Thank you. We've been talking to Karen Mickelson about the hungry pigs from day one and again on the hungry pigs on day eight. This brings our series of podcasts with Karen Mickelson to a close. If you haven't listened to the other three, I strongly recommend that you do. Thank you so much for joining us and until next time, goodbye. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and don't forget to follow us so you can listen to our next episode. 